don't care. I hate Kobe Covington. Dude, this is the first time that I will be in complete, utter trash bag because I hate Kobe Covington. And I hope that he gets in there with Jorge Masvidal. And I hope Jorge Masvidal cleans his head off. I hope he gets in there with Guzman again. I hope he gets dominated again. I hate <laughs> that guy so much. I am going, uh, dude. He, it's the hey. full mount podcast wednesday february 17 2021 the year that we thought was going to be different to 2020 but it's not at all it's the exact exactly same, the same. <laughs> what's going Whoa. on dog what's going on bro what's happening dude i got my new pc in i'm like i'm ready to roll i'm feeling good and uh, you know, uh, I'm very happy about what happened on Saturday night. I mean, it's, you are? it's yeah, I am. I am. I got my, I got my dad fuel cup. I got my every uh, episode. This cup has been in everyone. Every I got my, my Canada, but it's been scratched out a whole bunch because like this thing is like shitty quality. It's a nice cup. That looks like a cup you have uh, Moscow mules in. Exactly. Like it a looks Moscow like a, mule. Uh, you know, I dig a Moscow yeah, mule. Yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more of a margarita guy, mojito <laughs> guy, but they're basically the same shit, right? It doesn't even matter. But dude, um, can we can we talk about the fights now? Because like, holy crap! Like, I I messaged you over the weekend. I think you wanted to save it for this time, and uh, I love saving bro. It. Yeah, I know, I know. We had to save it Saturday night. Kamar Usman, Gilbert Burns. There's nothing else really to talk about because that was a big time night. What do you think about Saturday, bro? Um, I don't know. I wasn't really surprised. I guess yeah. I wanted. I wanted to. Um, I wanted uh, Gilbert Burns to win because I feel like after this fight week and watching all the embeds in there, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen so much of him. And the interviews, I just recently started him, started listening to watching him talk and stuff too. And he's yeah, he's quickly turned out to be one of my favorite fighters, bro. Like I really like him, Gilbert. I, I think he's a. I think he's a cool dude. Yeah, good dude. I want to um. I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to get rid of my. Uh, I don't. I don't like seeing myself in the reflection here. <laughs> so I want to fuck it you off. You see yourself. You're seeing yourself in the reflection. Like uh, the we're on a Zoom call, right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty one. That wasn't meant to be the case. Oh, you don't like. Second. You don't like um, looking at yourself. Nah, I hate it. But anyway, I can do with it this time. But yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> Gilbert turned out to be a, a, like a. He's such a likable dude. How can you not like that guy? Yeah. I can definitely see how you cannot like Usman, but how can you not like Gilbert Burns, bro? You know what though? I'm going off topic a little bit, but you know what I have been enjoying? What? <laughs> Is seeing the memes of uh, Kamari Usman foot stomping. <laughs> that hasn't stopped, and it's gonna be, how dude. It's gonna be, it's gonna be even worse now because, like, that's what the UFC wants to see next, apparently. So. Bro, like, oh. oh, dude. Okay, like, can we can we break it down a little? Because I thought Saturday night was, the, you know, the, uh, so, um, I think Gilbert just come out with the with the came out too hot. Yeah, he came I out think too he hot, was confident. Man. I think he was confident, bro. I think he really believed that he was going to take it. Well, and he dropped him and, in the first um, round. He got very close. He was razor close. That's the closest that Usman's been to it getting finished and yeah. he almost did like that was like uh that could have been stopped if there was a couple more couple more clean shots after he rocked him like, he dropped him clean 
Yeah. Hurley, Hedeman, trouble. You know, but there's always that thing like how you see them if they go after them too soon, then they end up punching themselves out. You know what I mean? And then, but if they have patience, they usually can put them away cleanly, like Israel Styles, you know? He, he was throwing punches and bunches, you know, right he's, after he wobbled him. Yeah, he swarmed him, but fuck. Oh, well, that was close, but no cigar. But yeah. um, no, nah, it was like, that was. The, I would still say that it was Usman's biggest test. I really would. Because all the other ones, he's kind of, he kind of, he coasts through them a little bit. Even the Colby fight, I rewatched that, and he, you know, he didn't really. I don't know. He didn't Can really I, look like he was in trouble how, a lot. Yeah, how know? I want to put it is, I felt like that Kobe fight, as good as it was, you didn't feel like uh, Usman was in danger at any moment of losing or getting finished, right? But when he yeah. was facing Gilbert on Saturday night, he got dropped in the first round, and then he was wobbly for quite a few. Or for quite a bit, and then he composed himself. Another thing that I wanted to say in, in line to that was when he went into the round in between rounds and he went to his corner, who else is giving some of the best corner advice in the world? Trevor Whitman yeah, tells him, You got a championship jab, use it, man. Stay patient, stay composed. And I want to say, Yeah, well, that one, too, the stiff jab, and then he switched. So just it was beautiful, the one, two, right? So powerful, so quick. It was like a piston, like DC said on the broadcast. And then he switched stance and used that jab as, um, you know, as his power lead hand. And they knocked him down with the jab. Like it was almost any time he captured him with the one and two, he dropped him. Yeah, when you got long, longer arms, you, you you're always going to be better off throwing straight punches. Like what I say is, there's nothing better than physical distance. Physical distance. That's when you're touching something. And it can't reach you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and he just had that. Uh, it's a huge advantage. I think people really underestimate that advantage. With you know, they put the reach up there, but no one can. Not a lot of guys use their reach well, and that's just the way it is. Not a lot of guys use it really, really well. Usman, in previous fights, he hasn't been the best at using his reach. He's always got a way longer reach than everyone, and he never ever seemed to be able to use utilize it to the point where it gives them such a huge advantage you yeah. know what i mean but with that jab like because he's not a striker at all right realistically no. just, <laughs> you know just like uh, he doesn't have a great variation of shots you know what i mean not even in his boxing you know he's not like the best and he says that but shit he had a good he's got a good jab in the and and you can you can become a champion with a good jab. That's something that they say in boxing, you know what I mean? And his his ability to throw that clean jab from both stances. Like the two's nothing special. He has absolutely he doesn't have a lot of torque in it at all. He's not like No, he's very much a straight puncher. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's just boom. It's But it's cuz he's so physically like yeah. physically dominant and demanding. Like and he's such like, a big guy, strong guy. Almost makes it um you can't see it coming. Because yeah. it's like he's throwing another jab. Because you know you kind of effortlessly throw, effortlessly throw a jab, and then the two's just bop right there, yeah. right behind it, and it's you know it's it's clean. But it's nothing like um like as far as striking goes, he's he's got nothing on Jorge Masvidal, nothing. Those two are in different realms. You know that's why he has to take him down. But the things that Usman does 
do well in striking, he does really well. Like those straight punches are uh the hit jab is is clean, bro. Yeah. That's a, that is a that is why he's champ. That's why he's gonna be able to stay there because yeah. he did definitely got better. I think he I think he leveled up in his time off. That's what I was gonna say. Trevor, yeah. I was gonna say that I feel like even though it's, it's no secret that his strength is his grappling and his wrestling, but his ability to come from that fight with Jorge Masvidal, who looked like a, a rudimentary striker. And he comes into this one and, and everyone was saying, yeah, Gilbert is a better technical striker. Um, we saw him finish him with the hands. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't say that it was some incredible improvement to say that Usman is now one of the best strikers in the division. Cause he's definitely not, yeah, but, but he's, he's definitely gotten better at exactly uh, the tools that he does have. But, and then I wanted to say, that's one of the things that is appealing to you and I is how much does a guy improve from fight to fight? Right. Yeah. And Usman's done that every, every, every step of the way so far. Um, and even in some cases, people might say, well, we didn't see a whole lot from Usman against Jorge. Listen, Usman also did have to take that fight on, on short notice. Let's not be yeah. kidding here. It doesn't matter if, if Usman, obviously it matters the cardio wise that Usman can last longer in the fight, but you're switching up your game plan completely from a guy like, like Burns, who was very willing to stay on the ground with his back to the mat, right? Opening oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah. To, to, knows, to let him come down. It's a completely different game plan. And so, he, but the thing is when it comes to that, like Gilbert Burns knows he's better. No, he could do whatever he wanted with Usman on, on the ground, bro. I almost guarantee it. I'd say that's how big yeah. the gap is as far as jujitsu goes. I think he knows that. But also Kamaru knows that. That's, That's why he's not going to go down there. He's not dumb. And like he's a you know, he's a high level wrestler. Like he's a good wrestler. And he's like, I'm not gonna I'm fucking with you, bro. Well, wrestling like, is different was, from jujitsu. Yeah, I've been watching I've been watching the um Gilbert Burns' jujitsu matches. I watched one this morning with um Cron Gracie. And oh, just really? yeah, like the level of jujitsu that Gilbert Burns has is is it's fucking Special. all the way up there, bro. Mm. It's all the way up there. It's very world class. It's top. It's it's best in the world. Like you know what I mean? Like he's the Michael Schumacher of jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I? Can I? I want to say there though that moment when uh, Gilbert went down to the ground the first time and had his back on there and it's just opened up his legs waiting for him. And there was yeah. the moments where it almost felt like uh, Usman did not want to go down there, and then he stayed on his feet striking at him while he was on the ground and yeah, i thought he was, just, I, he, was he was playing obviously and then he adjusted quickly and went to the body and gilbert didn't like that at all and tried to stand right back up um that whole sequence to me you know what happened on the ground there and, and how usman wasn't willing to just go down there and and, and try to try to pound, uh, ground and pound and you know, staying leveled and disciplined with the strikes to to the legs, and then he finally yeah. found his way into the body. I want to say that Usman, after this fight, showed me how disciplined he is as a fighter, how disciplined he is to the game plan, how disciplined yeah, he is smart. to his corner. His yeah, fight IQ is off the charts, and I think that's so he, underrated. He, yeah, he it would have been clearly embedded in his brain of how good Gilbert is at jujitsu. Like when you roll with someone that is fucking light years ahead of you, bro, they just it's just no, there's no point. There's no point. You know what I mean? Like, I th- like jujitsu is the most shutting out combat sport there is on the, on the planet. Like, with striking, you still, 
there's still openings there's still there's still you can still land on people you know what i mean even if someone's a boxer for 10 years and you've only been boxing for two you know what i'm saying like you can still have success you know what i mean and still boxing, punch your chance uh, yeah like and if you've yeah, yeah, like not even punches chance. Like, there's that's a true thing where guys have been boxing for ten years, and guys have been boxing for two, and the guy who's been boxing for two has taken it away because he's 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 landed something clean. Yeah, and he's not. You know, they're not. You're not dumb. But if you take a guy who's been rolling around on the floor with people for two years, and then take a guy who's been rolling around on the floor people for with people for ten. A hundred times out of a hundred times, jujitsu, the tent, the, the guy with the more experience is going to, is going to clean house. Yeah. Like it just, and it's going to be quick and easy. It's not even, there's going to be very little resilience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I just, I know that with myself too, because, you know, like I, um, I started boxing when I was 15 and I didn't really start completely training MMA until I was like 21. So I'm 28 now, but just because I've been boxing for, for that l- amount of time, um, it just it just made the gap a little bit easier for me. For like you know, like I would always be better than the guys. But even so, though I had 10 years experience when I was 25, the guys that only had two, they still put up a wicked fight, you know. And and with jujitsu, one thing that I used to do when I first start, I would always ask. I'd say like, "How long you been doing this, bro?" You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I always ask, like literally right before we start rolling. And then whatever number they told me, I would always feel like if they had more experience than me, then I just was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so like, say oh, I've been doing man. it six months, I'd ask the guy and he'd be like, oh, like a year. I'd be like, shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fuck, I'm in survival mode, but you get better with there, time. There's but, a um, huge gap. Like even the timeline, I think that's true. Cause you know, we both train with Jay and we know Jay, Jay Ager and uh, a good friend of ours who worked at UFC gym and he had been doing jujitsu for what, eight months. And I had been do, do, doing jujitsu for maybe a month. And even though it's just seven months apart, that's a huge gap. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. That's and I went hard. in there and he was choking me out every step of the way. Every yeah. <laughs> And we were doing spider guard in the gi and he was murking me. And I, dude, I, I kid you not, the next morning I woke up and like, I got a sore throat. And, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, God damn, like the gap is pretty, pretty big. Even, even if someone's a week more than you are, that's two more, three yeah. more, four more jujitsu classes. But Four more instructionals that they have, and it's just it's, like their experience in there yeah. is more than yours. It's not only that, it's like, yeah, it's just complete entire like muscle memory. Yeah. And like, um, I was talking about it with Silas. I trained with Silas on uh, uh, Friday. And um, with, you lose more, your skills go more away more with striking too. Like your timing goes out a bit and like the muscle memory is not quite there. The explosiveness isn't quite there. And I noticed too, um, since I've been jogging for a fucking hundred days, um, I got tired too, like from throwing like explosive combinations and then resting and recover. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, the, um, the cardio that I was gaining from running wasn't kind of crossing over. And because I haven't really trained since, fuck, what are we in now? 2021 February. Yeah, middle of February. Really Last time I trained was with Cena at Lions. And I only, and it was rusty there too, but like the striking, it just, it goes away so much quicker. What's well, the you thing? It's, I mean? a, it's a rhythm thing. 
you like but we start with jujitsu. With jujitsu, you hold on to it. It doesn't yeah. go away. Like you know what to do in certain spots, and as long as your brain knows how to, I don't know. I guess use leverage and like fall in certain directions and stuff like that, and know how to really put talk on. I feel like that experience kind of stays with you. Obviously, you'd get way better if you were we were able to train the entire time. We just can't because we're in uh, fucking British Columbia and the vids here right now. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, yeah, you just, I would, I would you just you, you, I don't know. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm not getting worse. Like, I, you know, jujitsu is a puzzle that you oh, can do from. It's almost like when you play a video game. Yeah. This is not necessarily because you know you can go from level one, level ten, and you can get to level one, level ten so many different ways. But you know all of the ways. While while striking, there's so many different openings, and there's timing, and there's rhythm, yeah, and yeah. and and like I was saying, the best example we saw it was Connor. Like he look at the time off, and the rhythm is just completely yeah, yeah. different. And the precision too. And I talked to people about this, and I, th- I don't know, did I talk to you? How people I see, I don't I don't think he looked precise. No, no, nah, he he looked precise. Yeah, but he looked precise in comparison to everybody else. Because everyone else is putting their shot in, in this. They just want to land here. You know what I mean? But Connor's that precise where he puts his shots absolutely precision, precise, perfect. Yeah. You want you want an example of that? Is the greatest featherweight of all time undefeated <laughs> for 10 years. Getting starched. From the first punch. That's <laughs> how fucking precise that motherfucker is. Yeah. You know what I mean? The what? that's what i'm talking about that precision there was not a lot that wasn't power that knockout didn't come from power you know that he was moving backwards for christ's sake you know what i'm saying and then twist and talk and put the hand where it needed to go that that precise you know what i'm saying in the dustin poria fight we can use this as a bit he wasn't as as sharp as usual yeah and that is the time off and yeah he was landing but there were times there where he would uh, lunge in with his left hand, throw the left hand, miss, and then be following up with his lead hand Yeah, and land. And he just put a clip up on Instagram right now that said, been working on my lead, Paul. You see that? I didn't even like that shit because I know that ain't your intentions to land that shot. The intentions was to land the first one. And then Dustin just put a picture up saying, with him standing over Connor, <laughs> punching on him, and it just said, victory, full stop. You know, because Connor's putting the highlights of him cracking Dustin up, and um. Well, I feel like they're Connor, gonna go. Uh, they're gonna so go into a more tense third uh, third fight. Connor, yeah, so. Connor's been saying, you know, he's been saying working on the lead for, yeah, but no, motherfucker, you were trying to land with your left hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you don't want and those that like finishing with your front hand like that is like Plan B. That's yeah. what I'll call it, Plan B. Well, it's almost and like finishing like, the exchange, right? It yeah, just finishing the exchange and it's, and it's not really the, it's like, not the shot it's not the yes. shot someone once told me they saw this is and this is where this was a light bulb moment for me and anyone else can take this okay 80 percent of striking is going to be it's not going to be devastating it's not going to hurt you to the point where it's going to pull you away only 20 percent mm. only 20 percent of striking was going to be what puts you away so for you don't even Worry too, too much about the 80% that's not going to hurt you and worry about the 20% that really is. 
and because that's really you know everything else is just fucking stone chips not the boulder you know what i'm saying and with yourself on your attack don't worry so too much about the 80 percent of bullshit you know what i mean worry about the 20 percent of devastation and how am i going to get that 20 percent devastation to there and the the 80 percent will follow you know all that's all set up like it's all intentional striking, you know what I mean? Yeah. What shot at right time, you know? It's not winging it, ever, you know what I mean? Like, and back to precision, they, people, like the guys at um, CKB, they, that, that's what they say is Israel's biggest asset. It's not, it's, he is not a powerful guy. It's not his, the range of his shots that he can throw. Yeah, he's got a big toolbox, but it's those shots that he can land perfectly like a fucking dentist you know what i'm saying like a yeah. clean hand yeah you know brain surgeon bro you know what i mean like he's got that and that what that's why people get knocked out you know what i mean that's why yeah. robert whitaker got cracked twice with the same shot in the exact same position on two occasions or he was stepping out moving in the like a <laughs> it's yeah like and like I actually did, I thought that Connor had that precision against Cowboy. I thought he was more precise against Cowboy. Yeah, just because the shots that he threw went exactly where they wanted him to go, you know. And with Dustin, it wasn't that. You know what I mean? Is it isn't it kind of weird though that because um, everyone talks about the the year layoff that Connor had, but but I also want to say you know people are like, well, Connor also had the same amount of a layoff before Cowboy. I think let's be honest here cowboys not dustin poirier's level uh wait i'm just gonna because didn't know because connor's layoff was from khabib to cowboy and that in was that about a year time, and a half was it not in that time cowboy fought like five times but what was Something connor crazy. but what was connor's layoff two years i think yeah so he had a longer layoff but he looked good but I is it to it say was... but i mean is it to say that Connor was able to be as dominant as he was in that fight simply because Cowboy and Poirier, yeah, Cowboy and Poirier are just on different levels. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's more of a theory because I mean, yeah, but also, bro, like when he's on, he's fucking on. You know how we talk about Max Holloway God mode. Connor has his God mode too. Yeah, you know. But the thing is, is when he starts getting kicked in the legs, starts getting hurt, that diminishes. Well, I mean, Dustin did what he had to do. He well, negated everything this. he does so well, right? Yeah. He, he negated Connor from pressuring forward because that's what he's so good at is staying in the middle. And once he started landing those leg kicks, it was kind of like Connor couldn't push forward. Well, you know what? The beauty of it is, and the haters are going to hate. Yeah. And if they hate, they don't hate. Watch the money pile up. Yes, sir. I <laughs> Shout out to 50 Cent. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I, w- I want to circle back to something because I wanted to get your Hold thoughts up. on this. Yeah, 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 okay. Just before we circle back, if they're going to hate, they're going to hate about Connor getting his rematch against Dustin for the third time. Yeah. Now, Justin yeah. Gagey's bitter about it. Oliver is bitter about it. Michael Chandler's all good with it. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. I like, Chandler. I like Michael Chandler, too. Yeah. Um, good guy. But, Nate Diaz is bitter about it. Everyone's hating on it. I didn't get movie match. Uh, well, Nate Diaz hasn't fought. You know what? You know what? Get out of here. Being the most accomplished fighter on the planet, the most watched fighter on the planet, you guys need to take a back seat. And there's a huge argument for Connor getting that fight. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Nate Diaz, like, fight someone. 
because the last time you fought, you got your head kicked off. And uh, it was a doctor stoppage. But fair, yeah, we didn't want to see it, but you weren't going to win, bro. No. You know? He was um, down four rounds to what? Zero? Now <laughs> he was down four saying rounds. Saying how <laughs> it is. I'm just saying how it is. I've been nice all morning, but now I'm letting it go. Yeah. Justin, the effort that he put up against Khabib in the title shot was was possibly the worst one. It wasn't, I'm not taking away anything from how good Khabib was, but Justin crumbled. There was little like to no fucking, danger. Like a 10-year-old cookie, mate. Like if, like a, <laughs> he crumbled. Can we get another analogy? He crumbled. He, he, he was moving backwards. Yeah. Here's a cookie crumbs backwards here. and getting out of there like, like a kid being bullied in a schoolyard yeah. fight. Like he didn't want to be there, bro. He that was his that was a horrible performance from him. Yeah. And then when Trevor Whitman got him in the corner, what did he say? Slow the fuck down. Like had to get this kid to calm down. Like if we're gonna take the efforts that every single Khabib fight has been put up, he had the least resistance out of everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he knows it. You gotta go fight someone else before you complain about what the most accomplished fighter on the planet is gonna be doing. And he just doesn't like him, bro. And there's a clear beef there. Oh, this is why I want to see them fight. Um, but I do like Justin Gagey, but some of the shit that he says and does makes me want to not like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's still and starting it, to pick his parts when he doesn't deserve I tell you know, you what, that ability he's, to. I mean, he's doing the right thing to. He, he he might just be waking up a sleeping giant, bro. Yeah. And I fucking pray to God, I do. I think that he's gonna. He's been saying enough shit about Connor that's gonna get that man out of bed. And he knows he's the most watched fighter on the planet. He ain't gonna lose to that man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. that'll get him to God mode, bro. That'll get him there. I was a little bit Just I was a little bit put off. I was a little bit put off by it though. You know, as far as the title shot goes, take a hike, buddy. Take a take another fight, take a hike. Yeah. Um, Oliveira, you fought a washed up Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee. Get the, you know, get the fuck out of here with that. Come on. Come on, I know. And then he turns down a fight with Michael Chandler, dude. He's can't got be this, doing that. He's got this huge win streak, yeah. But it's not even that, like, dude. He turned down a fight against Michael Chandler. That was probably his well. his way to get onto the title shot. You, you beat you beat Tony coming off a loss, man. Yeah. Tony was Tony was coming off a hiding from Justin, and he's fucking a million years old. He's sitting here demanding you know, things like he owes, yeah. like he's owed something. Nah, man. Now who who else we got? We know who's going to be in the next title shot, and we know that one of them it's going to be. Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier has locked his spot in. Yeah. He's locked himself in there. And then it's Connor, bro. Sorry, yeah. bro. Look down the list. Michael Chandler knows he's got to fight one more guy. He's only fought one man. And I'm glad he does know that. Because like Tony Ferguson's ranked five where he shouldn't be. Connor McGregor should be five. You're riding him. Justin Gagey will been over that. And Khabib. Fuck knows what that guy's gonna be doing, but he's like he said it himself. Bro. He's not he's, coming back. He really is levels above all these guys, man. Like as of it right now, he really is. But um, I think that we are seeing Connor and him in the summer, and um, people are gonna hate, but I'm gonna love it and I'm gonna buy it. So 
<laughs> what do you think? So I think how it plays out is, I think Oliveira and Justin Gaethje are fighting to be the odd man, <laughs> the odd man out here because I'm, I'm liking know, I, I'm liking what Chandler's saying because he's sitting there and he's going, yeah, you know, I still need another fight and because well, he just came in and starched the guy that nobody wanted know, to fight. Do you know what I will say too? Like, I, we can't be speculating about it too much. Let it unfold, and it is unfolding. But Justin Gagey, you can only take what these guys are saying in interviews. He's saying that he needs 12 weeks' notice. 12 weeks' notice. Why do, you deserve months, 12, why do you deserve 12 weeks' notice? No one's been getting that. Yeah, shut your... Like, only for, you know, and, and fair play to him, but you ain't going to get that, bro. Not in these times. Well, not, not when the lightweight division is on. so fiery right now. Like, there's, there's, and you do, you do not, you do not have the right to be picking Mate, and you choosing. Get your, get your thick ass ready to fight anybody anytime. That's what you need to fucking do. Worry about that. And, you know, he knows he's got to fight one more time. And he said some petty ass shit like he's going to leave the UFC if Connor gets another title shot. Well, there you fuck go. off, mate. You didn't knock out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. You didn't even get a real belt. He's at two. And you didn't do what he did to Eddie Alvarez. Not even close, sir. You ain't on the stratosphere, mate. And I, I, I have a, a running bet with Dennis that um, Connor, Connor will knock him out. And stylistically, I think that is the easiest fight out of all those guys. I really do. Out of Dustin, Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler. I think Justin is the weakest link, especially for Connor with his style of striking and Connor's movement in and out. Easy, easy payday, bro. I gotta I say, really uh, I really hope. Uh, I hope, uh, however way this all turns out, I am rooting extra hard for Michael Chandler just because. Yeah, you and I Michael both agreed Chandler. after seeing him on the Food Shark Diaries. I think uh, he's got this humbleness to him after he won that fight. That said, dude, I still need another one. Uh, yeah. It's fine if, and he was literally saying, dude, it's fine if Connor and Dustin get that title right. shot for a third time, even after he just lost, because he knows like this business like, is run by money at the end of the day. If we're you know. gonna speculate here, I'm gonna just we're just I'm just gonna say it's probably very likely that Michael Chandler and Justin Gagey fight. I hope I would, that's the I fight. Think the man that gets left out for the title shot will be Charles Oliveira. And I think that is because he has less followers than Joe Rogan's dog. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think that also sucks the fact that he turned down a fight against Michael Chandler. It would that would have set yeah, them well, both that's up. Why. That would have yeah, set them why. both up. There, I mean, look. Listen, Michael Chandler said, I'll take it. I will fight on the on 258, and I'll be the co-main. He said it, and he said it time and time again. He said it on Errol Hawani. He said it on the Food Truck Diaries. He said, I'll fight. It doesn't matter who it is. I'll fight anybody. And you have Charles Oliveira. I mean, I, look, I don't want to stay too long on this, but it's just annoying when you have the opportunity to create opportunity for yourself, and these guys are yeah. turning it down. And there's so it's many just- people who would kill to be in your position. In the opportunity to be the top of the division of, of the best division in the entire world in any promotion, and here you are turning down fights. Nah, it's not going to work. Um, and the, yeah, the last guy he fought work. was ranked ahead of him. You know what I mean? So you don't. If every single person just has to, gets to fight the guy ahead of them, like no one's going to be getting the fights that they want all the no. time. How can you? You can't. Nah, nah. Hey, take a hike, Mike. Take a hike. Um, I do want to I want to circle back uh, quickly because I think this is an interesting conversation that we have to have about um, what is going to happen after 
with the welterweight division. So Usman beat Gilbert Burns and then quickly called out Street Jesus uh, yeah, because apparently they tried to make that. Apparently they tried to make that fight a million times. Jorge turned it down, and Jorge, and you know Usman said the only reason Jorge took that fight was because he had a built-in excuse of being a short like short notice fight. And then there was all the the rumor rumors and hoopla of apparently it was supposed to be Kobe and Jorge to be the tough coaches, former teammates, former yeah, friends. Well, and then Kobe, I think I can't remember whose side it was. They were both saying that the other side had turned it down. So no, you know I mean, what I'm, I think, bro. I, I don't really right know. What's going on? I don't really know about the tough coaches, but I will think that I would say Jorge Masvidal will get the um, title shot, and it's not so much because of what he put up against uh, Kamari last time. He did well either way, though. Yeah. But it's because he saved the entire UFC card. So you've got to look at it from a business perspective and you got to look at it from the guy's perspective that's making these fights because uh, they would have lost a fuckload of money if Jorge Masvidal didn't yeah. step up in that small amount of notice. And they, they, they certainly made more, more money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, so he's the company man, and right now he deserves a goddamn payday, and he deserves a total shot because he saved their ass when they needed saving. You know, and and uh, if we want to talk about that a little bit, is with that cardio factor that Jorge had, he just didn't have that much confidence in his cardio to throw as much as that he wanted to. So he's kind of reserved because he wants to make it to the end of the fight. But when he has that confidence in his conditioning that he's going to be able to recover, he's, he's going to throw more. So yep. it's going to be a different different fight. And as far as skills go, um, Jorge Masvidal was twice as skilled as 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 Kamaru. As, as far as being a striker goes, he's way, way more elite. Way more. Um, as far as wrestling goes, Kamaru's probably got that. But it's not because of a technical thing. It's probably more to do with a strength thing. Yeah, he's physically you know? dominating. He's physically very strong. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's not so much a technique thing. So that's going to be an interesting ass fight. And also, like the. Kamara's got an iron chin, too. He does. He's got an he, iron we've chin. Seen him get, we've seen him get wobbled, you know. And well, like, we did. We just saw it on Saturday. He's, human. <laughs> he's definitely human, bro. Like, he can yeah. be knocked out. He can definitely be knocked out. I would. I don't think that Kamara would have been able to eat that kick that Nate Diaz did. Mm. Or, hey, clean, cleanly kicked him in the head as hard as he could. When Nate was leaning into it, Jorge come up, boom. I don't think that well, Kamara's going to escape. Diaz, uh, but I, I think Nate Diaz is a smaller inside in there. So I think <laughs> he's got a lot I more. Think, yeah, he's got a lot more room to take that. A lot of, I think it's a lot more bone Nate, than brain in there. I think. Nate sorry, Diaz's sorry, Nate. I love you, though. Brain is, is shaped, Nate Diaz's brain has changed shapes to a, has <laughs> changed shape into a, a cannabis leaf. <laughs> but I love Nate Diaz. He's one of my favorite yeah, players. How, of all time. how can so, you not? That's why we love him. Yeah, but that's. But, um, <laughs> but dude, I think that's interesting. So that in, in some ways, the, I feel like the welterweight division just went. Um, someone said something interesting, though. Um, Gilbert Burns and Kobe Covington as a potential fight because. It seems like they're going to make that Jorge Usman thing. And to yeah. speculate, what I read was they're going to get that full training camp for, for Jorge and time for Usman to recover. They're going to put them in as the tough coaches and then um, make that the lead up into their fight for the title. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right what you're saying there. But, you know, yeah, you know what else? Someone else is calling out for it. 
There's one more guy that hasn't got to fight Kamaru in the top five. And that's our boy, Wonder Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's been calling it, bro. And he might fucking well get it. Get I would be it. stoked. Because oh, oh, it's got to be his last chance now. He's old oh, ass now, dude. Man. He's got oh. one more crack at it. How do, you make, was... how do you not like Wonder Boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was also calling out Leon Edwards. So Wonder Boy's as game as they come. He's calling out everyone. Yeah. And dog. And that would like, be a fun fight to watch, too, on that fight night. Wonder Boy and uh, Leon Edwards. I think that might be what happens, bro. You know, and if Wonder Boy can slot in there and do well against Leon Edwards, that changes the the fucking game. Yeah, you would think Wonder that Man. maybe whoever wins that could be the number one contender. Uh, Wonder after... Granddad might just slide in there. <laughs> Wonder Granddad, what is going on here? And fucking put the whooping on these legs, dude. Know? I would love to have uh, Wonder Boy Thompson on the show. Like that would be awesome. We can, yeah, we can hit him up. Yeah, let's hit him up. He's such a nice guy. Wonder but Dad. Wonder Granddad. What are, can we call him that on the podcast? So, so Wonder Boy, the reason why we brought you on here is because we want to know how you'd react to us calling you Wonder He's Boy Granddad. Dad, though, Wonder Granddad. I have no clue. Is know, he in his forties? He's in his late thirties now, right? I don't know, man. But his but dude, like he's well past the salt and pepper stage of gray hair. Yeah, like he's a fucking greyhound now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's an old greyhound. Yeah, you know, he was here in Vancouver, um, training with a guy that I knew at, in fighting. Um, this was like two years ago or three. Oh, this is in 2018. He was training with a guy named Tom down in in fighting, and uh, no, I, I saw him. I saw the footage, and uh, yeah, it was a nice guy, really nice guy. Anyways, is he good? Is he pretty good? No, nah, is he good? Is he pretty good? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, sure, of course he is, but so, um. But would you would you say that like let's say let's say hypothetically because all we can do is speculate and I feel like it's so interesting to speculate because that's just the type of person I am. Uh, <laughs> I always love these storylines, but who gives yeah, but- a damn, dude? Wonder Boy Thompson, Leon Edwards, whoever wins that fight becomes the number one contender after Jorge Masvidal. Do you agree or disagree? Because then they're uh, still well, yeah. Covington. Yeah, they're still yeah, Covington. Well, uh, it's pretty. You know what? Whoever. Leon Edwards has hasn't had a payday in two years. Yeah, he's itching. Like, what the fuck? Like, give the, give that man a dude. Give him Colby Covington. You know? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, dude, give him take that the fight. fuck because everybody wants to beat up Colby. I think Leon. Come on would clean now. Him. I think Leon. Would oh, clean I don't know. Him. I don't know about that. Really? I don't know about that. Yeah. I Striking. Don't know about that. Striking. I don't think Look. Kobe Covington punched Robbie Lawler a million times. At that time, he threw the most strikes in a fight, right? Landed most. Yeah, but Robbie Something Lawler's like Robbie Lawler's not the not the same game that he was years ago, though. But uh, it's because that yeah, but he's still Robbie Lawler. Yeah, right? I know, but dude, no. dude I think that Kobe <laughs> like Kobe is is the is the real deal, man. Like being a complete dickhead aside i hate him so much he's the fucking man bro. no i'm not giving him any goes. credit i don't care you're not you're hating no, I, I don't know I, I hate care. him too i'm never being a hater no he's, but a he's one guy that'll that'll bring it out of me but as far no, as fighting goes he can dude, suck my balls dude he can suck my onions <laughs> i don't care i hate kobe Covington, dude this is the first time that i will be in complete utter trash bag because I hate Kobe Covington, and I hope that he gets in there with Jorge Masvidal, and I hope Jorge Masvidal cleans his head off. I hope he gets in there with Usman again, and I hope he gets dominated again. I hate <laughs> that guy so much. I am going, uh, dude, 
He's gonna be an angry hater. Come see, he come, good, saw, bro. come see, come saw. <laughs> I hate this dude so much, dude. Skills, oh. skills that the pressure and the cardio and the oh. output of him is is something else, bro. He's a fucking no. He's a monster. He's an asshole. And he's that's a what monster. sucks. That's what sucks yeah. is he's so good. And he is very good. And that's what sucks even more and why I want to hate him even more. Because <laughs> it's like... <laughs> there was, I hate I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Like, obviously, I want to... I fucking... I find Usman cringy as hell too. But... Yeah, he can definitely get cringy for sure. With that Tyron know, Woodley stuff. LL Cool J. Oh, come on now. But I love when, Usman. I love Usman. When, um, when Colby fought Usman... I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if Colby won. If really? Colby can take this, you imagine the drama. Oh, true. You oh, imagine yeah, yeah. the drama. Like that would throw yeah. a fucking spanner. <laughs> it would throw a fucking spanner at the welterweight division right in the face, eh? And he'd just be up there being the biggest dickhead you've ever seen in your life with his belt. Like he did have yeah, the belt at one point. Well, yeah, Donald Trump's gonna I'm give me a call champ, after. Yeah. I'm the real champ. He can go back to where he came from. And he's gonna say all this racist yeah, shit. And yeah, well, like, he's who a knows, fool. Yeah, you know? whatever. Because fuck, because you know it's all a fake, right? But yeah, of course. Because he's all he's all just a big gimmick. But that I, I've talked about it before. Like you know, what is the if, fake um, Marty Newsman? If I <laughs> Marty fake if Newsman. I pretended. If I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll just, <sighs> I'll just drink alcohol every day, and pretend to be an alcoholic, and just play a trick on Ruben. <clears throat> what does that make you? It makes you an alcoholic. Alcoholic. <laughs> so this guy's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna pretend to be this fucking racist dickhead. Yeah, but that's what you are. Every day, and now you are that because that's what you're doing. <laughs> you, Dude, you, people, someone's gonna murder that guy one day. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. I think uh, some Brazilian. Oh god! Yeah, put him in there against Gilbert Burns, then please. Put oh, him in there god. against Davi. Davi. Oh my <laughs> god! Look, I hate <laughs> so this guy. I can't believe we're giving him so much time. But Kobe Covington does deserve uh, a little bit of attention because he is Kobe a monster, Covington. and he Kobe. <laughs> Listen though, but he is he is one of the top contenders, and and. You know, however way we look at it and how much we hate Kobe, he's uh, he definitely belongs in there, right? And so whatever fight they make with him, it looks like he's the odd man out right now, no matter how much he talks, because Jorge and Usman's going to sell pay-per-views. Uh, Jorge Usman is what is lined up to be the most interesting storyline, considering there's still the built-in excuse with whatever you call it of short-notice fight. Jorge is the one who's done the best against Usman, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, let's see. Like, let's see where that goes. But I feel like what I mentioned earlier, they're going to build them up through as as the tough coaches and then have that uh, series end with them fighting for the belt. And then, um, you know, winner of, you of think, whoever fights Leon Edwards maybe becomes a contender. you think Usman and uh, Colby is going to be... No, sorry, Usman and, Usman and Masvidal, Masvidal, tough coaches. I think, I think that's what I'm hearing because Colby and Colby pulled out of being a tough coach with Usman. Or the vice versa. So th- that was really? the, the yeah the original plan was Kobe and, and Mosvidal to sorry Kobe and yeah. Mosvidal to be the tough coaches, and then one of them pulled out or one of them weren't happy with the money, and so when Usman called out Street Jesus, it just kind of went here Dana White, what bam right into your lap, <laughs> duh <laughs> yeah no yeah. shit yeah here you go enjoy that that'll be a cool season, dude yeah that would be a monster season. And it's going to be so interesting because, like, 
guys will have to get tested for COVID. So there's so much we get to see behind the scenes that I feel like is going to make for great TV. And then obviously Usman and Masvidal hate each other and are going to talk a whole ton of shit. Um, Dude, there's just so much good stuff that's going to happen this year. And and I feel like that fight, you know, with Connor and Dustin, obviously we're going to see Jan and and Izzy. We're going to see that card with three title fights. Dude, this is going to be a great year for the UFC for for fights in general, and I do want to I would do want to give some extra credit to Bellator because they're doing that uh, light heavyweight Grand Prix, and that is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome with uh, what's the name with Yoel Romero, and then they've got uh, um, uh, Rumble Johnson. Dude, they've they've got some they've got some good stuff going on fights wise. They they fighting each other first. Yeah, they're fighting each other in the first round. I thought they would put them in different brackets. Because once you want to see that as a title fight, nah, you got to see them fight each other. Because if one of them fucking loses, oh yeah, you're you're not going to see it. You know what I mean? And you just miss out on it. So just put it together first, because that's the fight that everyone wants to see. Let's just look at it like it's the finale anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then, and then, see, you know, I think that's kind of what builds up the rest of the Grand Prix, anyways. Because if any one of these guys beat any of these former UFC veterans, then it's kind of like, oh shit, like Bellator's got some legit guys in there, right? So builds up the company. I think, I think Bellator also won with with Michael Chandler coming in and starching Dan Hooker as much as you don't want to hear it, because uh, you know this was the first time where they had their guy switch over, and they were like, oh, okay, like this former champion can compete with the best of the best. So I think all around there, there's a win-win for both organizations that clearly compete with each other. Um, you know, I haven't heard too much about one championship, but we all know the broad, you know, their production quality is so damn good over, over in Asia. So, um, I mean, it's interesting to see, I think, dude, uh, with all the it's fights coming up, you know, hard like, for me to follow one. Yeah. It really is. Well, and they, they do everything. Guys have made it in there, but, um, I just fucking find it hard to follow. But I see Nick posting about it on Facebook a bit. And I'm yeah, well, it's because they've anyway, got a lot of interesting fighters too, man. I know that a lot of, I do know a lot of guys that look, do like them. But myself, I, I find it hard to follow Bellator, bro. You know? Yeah, a little bit. Least, for me, it needs to be the, if you ain't watching the best, then why watch it at all? Like, it's sort of, mm. and there's so much goodness in the UFC as it, I mean, it's the most active out of all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the easiest one to follow, you know, and 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 it's gonna be poaching the best fighters forever, you know. Yeah. But um I think we have to be realistic at some point because Michael Chandler's gonna have a tough, tough night becoming a champion at the UFC. I don't think that's what's gonna happen, unfortunately. Yeah. As much as I'd love the the, the fairy tale to to go in that direction, there's yeah, they're still um, they're still the guys up at the top of the ladder. Are just they're not Dan Hooker, you know. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Dan Hooker did have an off night, and and uh, Mike Chandler had an on night, and 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 beauty of it is all we're gonna see it. Yeah. So who knows? But you know what else? Uh, there's a fight night on this weekend too. Yeah. Curtis Ooh. Blades versus Black Beast. Now. Yes, sir. Derek Lewis, my balls was hot. <laughs> yeah. So. I just uh. Uh, I think it's going to be um, pretty one-sided. I don't think, I think it's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. I think Curtis Blades just wrestles him, and that's it. Um, Derek Lewis is a one-trick pony. You know, he's he's not going to be able to stop Curtis's takedowns, and he's he does have a puncher's chance. But as we know, a puncher's chance is never good enough. 
Yeah. But um, I mean, Francis had a punches chance against Curtis, and he cracked it. So, you know, I think um, yeah, Curtis Blaze isn't dumb. He's not going to be getting. He won't be getting a a, a bonus. He won't be getting. Yeah, it's not going to getting a bonus. Nah. He's going to take the W, and he's going to be next in line for the belt after John Jones. Makes sense, though. Makes sense. Or give fight or put him against John Jones. Now, oh no, 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 because confirmed <laughs> is Francis yeah. fighting Stipe, Stipe, and John Jones is against the winner. If yeah, against the winner, but I, I hear he's fucking retiring or some shit. I don't know. Huh? But um, he just yeah. made the <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he said some shit about like he's gonna retire or something. But you know what? Let's talk about John Jones for a second here, and let's relate it to real shit. Last topic of the day. Let's do it. So. When a man causes shot, I'm going to compare the story time. Right. And I'm talking about John Jones and Israel Adesanya. And I watched the Mix Molly Whoppery video on that. And since forever, Israel Adesanya has set the date and the location for when and where he wants to fight John Jones. He says Raider Stadium 2021. All right. 2021. Clear as a day. It's clear as crystal clear New Zealand water, baby. Like, as clear as you need it, Raider Stadium. <laughs> it's Canadian Glacier Water clear. You know what this, this reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of? Is this when that kid comes up to you at school? And hey. he says, no, he says, you and me in the bus bay, motherfucker, 3.30. Yeah. And you say, you either say yay or nay. No, you actually don't have an option where I'm from. You are fucking there. You're there, okay? or you are yeah, you yeah. are. Uh, you're there, you know, or you get to put it nicely. You're a pussy. <laughs> yeah. To put yeah, it no, nicely, you, yeah. You you don't have an option. Yeah. So you know now, a real man, or 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 especially in the sport, you take that sort of information and you turn up, and you're ready to go. And and how you change the because because uh. Israel is one of these prediction type guys too. He likes to pick his shots and set the future up for himself. You know what I mean? So he thinks that he can beat John Jones there and he's picking himself to win, obviously. And he's picking a date and the location. And instead of being a fucking G, John Jones is choosing to change the, the outcome of that fight by not even attending it. Moving weight classes completely, yeah. so and to a weight class that Israel it's, wouldn't even it's, fight at. Well, like, it's not. It's the embarrassment, bro. It's the running away from it. Ask any fighter; they're not worried about injury. They're more worried about embarrassment. To be to for him to walk away from that challenge is the fucking pussiest move ever. And if he was gonna move out, he should have done it ages ago. But if you look at the division, the the, the heavyweights aren't. You know, and they're easier fights for him, bro. They are. They just yeah. are. Even though Francis is more intimidating, but if he loses to Francis, well, big whoop. Because Francis is dangerous, man. Nobody wants to fight Francis. Stipe, that's the baddest man on the planet, globally known. You know, he's he's a stud. But if you lose to that internet kid that talks trash, and said that your your was it your mum that he said or your dad will be your mum will be disappointed in the yeah. man that you become. Damn. How do you meet that? Damn, you you do not let somebody say boy. about that, man. God you, damn. You don't you know, yeah. you know. You don't Can suddenly I... get an after school program you got to move. <laughs> oh, up. sorry, my mom said she was cooking fish, yeah, so I had to go I home the dentist, today. Bro. I got the I got the wrong shoes on, bro. You know? Oh, hey, uh sorry. Um 
I forgot I have detention right now. So dude, he gave him like two years notice. He gave him two years notice. He started talking about it as soon as he got there. Yo, can I play devil's advocate to that? Two. Can I play devil's advocate to that? So DC did bring up the exact same thing on the Monday show with Ariel Hawani. And um, it's no secret that I love that show. And DC said, DC goes, well, no. You know, John left to go up to heavyweight. But your time was when you called him out, it should have been ASAP. It should have been two years ago. When he nah, called him out, it should have been then. And he's I said, well, I got his ability. I do agree with you. I do agree with you to say, hey, like, you know, I set the time in place. I know that I'm not good enough yet to fight you. Let's do it this time. But while Israel is getting better, it's no secret that John Jones is declining two years later. So to have made that fight Shouldn't at the be. time that Israel called him out, yeah. I think DC has a point. Now, I wouldn't necessarily agree, but he made something interesting. If I'm calling you out, I'm not calling you out two years later. I'm calling you out right now. We fight in the next six months. And DC was saying, this is the time you make that fight. Now yeah, that you, now you've lost that opportunity by setting a future date. And John Jones oh. can go ahead and said, hey, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to listen to you. I'm not going to do whatever point. you want. You've got a point, but you also got to look at it. Like from my perspective, if someone gives me a time and a date, then I'm a bitch if I don't turn up. I don't give a fuck what your excuse is. You know what I mean? But I feel and, like that's and, and the same goes vice versa. Yeah, true. And he called the time. Yeah. If you're calling someone out, he called the time. Okay. Because it also makes more sense as a business model too. Yeah. Because when he was calling this, he was fucking fighting, I believe, Calvin Gastelum in the middleweights. No one who has ever in the history of fighting gone from someone no offense to Calvin gone from someone at the level of Calvin Gastelum and then gone to fight John Jones <laughs> wait look something don't face. line up here something face. don't line up here does that make sense to you you know what I mean he's been like look yeah, no, I've got to do this 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 and this and this 100% bro it's like a race car track you don't just cut across the grass you got to yeah. take the corners you got to hit the straights you got to pump the brakes. And now it is. Dropping now bars, it is, bro. We are in February 2021. And shit, we're going to see Israel fight Jan. That's going to be awesome. That's okay. going to be awesome. And it's still going to be 2021. And Israel's going to be looking for a fight. And he has said that he will go up to heavyweight. What happens now if Israel fights in March? He's victorious. He has two straps, middleweight strap, light heavyweight strap. And he's like, yo, John, get your shit together, kid. It's March, baby. We got nine months left of this bitch. (laughs) Raider Stadium, where you at? Oh, my God. Let's say John Jones wins the title. Let's say Israel goes for a third one. Holy shit. (laughs) This is the greatest sport on the planet. This is why I don't fuck with Bellator, bro. I'm just kidding. I watch the big ones, but this is why I love the UFC. And you know what? History is, is, bro, the stars are aligning for Israel, mate. He's like the Nigerian fucking dream creator, follower. I got to say. Adesanya. (laughs) 
I'm not <laughs> from, from the fucking homeland, bro. That's the coolest shit in the world. I'm not I'm not a betting man, but I bet all my money on Israel to be the guy that says I'll fight anywhere, anytime, any weight. Because if he says he's going to heavyweight, damn, I'm like 99% damn near sure that he's going to go up to heavyweight and fight John Jones. Because Israel is that confident in his abilities, and he's that good. He's that good. I, want, I do <laughs> want to do. I do want to do the devil's advocate again because you said, "Hey, when someone calls you out to go to the bus stop after three thirty, you do it." Yeah. But I don't think it's, I don't think Israel did that. I think he said, "Hey, don't." He didn't say, "Meet me today at three thirty. He said, "Oh, well, meet me in two weeks uh, behind the shed at four o'clock." That's yeah. what I think he did. I think but I don't think he was calling. If you're a competitor. Today. If you're a competitor, you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go train my It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. That's what I feel it is. Yeah, I'll see you at Raiders Stadium in 2021. And instead of changing my destiny by dodging your ass, dodging your ass, (laughs) I'm going to go there. I'm going to meet you there. And I'm going to fucking change your destiny with myself. Dude. You know, by closing your mouth like a man. No, I'm not going to go... (laughs) I ain't gonna go, but to be honest too, he he did say something about fighting up. And, uh, he don't want to fight Francis, bro. He's oh. gonna be praying to God Stepe can take Francis down for five rounds again. That's what he's gonna be hoping. You know, get that man out of there. Come on, Stepe. You know that John Jones is gonna be rooting for Stepe when Stepe fights Francis. You know he don't want that smoke. <laughs> I don't know if John Jones want John Jones wants Stepe either. Fit. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if he wants to. I, I think don't... he does. I think these guys underestimate Stipe. Yeah, they do underestimate. Do. That's what I'm saying. But, like, dude, like, from the Israel back looks end, Stipe, and he's like, "Yeah, I can beat Stipe." Fucking everyone, Stipe's and John Jones too. He looks at Stipe. Look, I can beat Stipe. Daniel Cormier, you, your boy. He, he, he looks. I can beat Stipe. And he did it one time. But yeah, look, yeah, lucky right hand on the way up. But who you want to fight? You don't want to fight Francis. You want to fight Stipe. It's just what it is. Sure. You just, I don't want to fight either guy. Fighting, <laughs> no. Yeah, you're not going to die Steve. fighting Steve. You could die fighting Francis. John you could Jones die fighting. Because <laughs> they were going to make that fight, and John Jones said, no, I want more money. I need more. If you want me to fight Francis and Ghana, you fucking pay me more, motherfucker, because this shit ain't fair. <laughs> I feel like there's two ways you look at it. You could die against Francis, or you can get embarrassed by Steve. Because it's like you lose to the firefighter. <laughs> like... <laughs> Nah, you lose still, Stipe, still the baddest man. That's what I'm planet. saying. No, I don't want to lose to Stipe because Stipe is the baddest man on the planet. He will embarrass you. He is the smartest fighter in the UFC. I think that's my honest opinion. I think he nah. is the best fight IQ in the UFC. Um, well, come on, look at Stipe for a I guy like Israel that. To, I think Israel does. Okay, fair enough. I like Israel, but <laughs> I I just for, for someone like for someone like Stipe to be able to be in there yeah. and to be a title holder. Look, come on. Yeah. Let's look at Stipe, dude. Dude, there's so he, much. He is not Francis Ngannou physicality. Right if, <laughs> if you look at the footwork and the movement and just the fucking masterclass that Israel puts mm, on, yeah. every single place that he goes to in the octagon is completely intentional. Purposeful, yeah. It's every movement. Incredible. When Luke Thomas breaks it down, best breakdown man in the game, Luke Thomas. Agreed. Shout out to that guy. Fuck. He and he isn't even seeing and everything. You know, there's still more going on that Israel clearly knows about that Eugene and those gangsters over there, they all know about it. But shit, we're all gonna get to see it. And uh 
yeah, I think that we might see John at heavyweight because as well with the the he wants to have as many chips in his corner as he can get, and he knows full well if he's here there, it gives him an advantage. If they both come in away two hundred and five pounds, Israel won't be cutting any weight. He'll be coming in might I think he only weighs about two ten or something, you know, max, muscled up. He probably cut five pounds for um this upcoming fight. Who this this the thing is too is that the Polish power is not the biggest guy that he's fought. It's not the biggest guy that he's fought. It's not the hardest that he's fought. It's not the best striker that he's fought. But you know, it's definitely still a dangerous fight. But um, when you've had a hundred fights against big fucking dudes, and he has fought in heavyweight, you know, he's yeah. fought Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero probably walks around somewhat the same as uh. Oh, look at Paul Costa, man. Yeah, that is a Paul big Costa. boy. That is a yeah, and big with, boy. with Paula, there was no resistance. There was no, no resistance. Didn't None. touch him. Didn't touch no. him. Now I do think that there's, there'll be more resistance that'll come out of. Uh, our boy Jan Blachowicz. Definitely, he's he's no he's no he's no uh, he's no baby in there. Can I just say how special Israel is? I remember him in an interview, and he said, "Fighting in the cage is like playing a video game. Figuring, I think he was saying something about it's like figuring out different ways that you can win. You can win a match. You can beat the level, dude. Yeah, it's like UFC life." Dude, if he could, if he goes in there and looks at you like you're a video game, bro, you've already lost the damn fight. What in the hell? Like, yo, I do not go in there thinking that a recreational activity <laughs> is anything is like fighting and getting game. hit in the head. Hell no. This dude is special. And I think we're I think he's still underrated in the sense of even though he's a huge superstar now. Bro, I think he is the biggest star right behind Conor McGregor. We should watch that shit together. We should link up. Yeah, we'll we should. That. We We're should. gonna have to. That's we a do. special one. We gotta do a fight companion. That's what we have to do. You know, we should gotta we, we gotta jump should on we the do Joe Rogan first live one. Yeah, yeah, we should. And we'll have like the timer and stuff, whatever. Yeah, we should do it. We gotta. We gotta. Fuck yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's do it, man. That's it. That's it. Look, that's episode twenty. Wrap Holy it crap. up. Holy crap, episode 20, as you all know, Saturday, February 20 is uh, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. That'll be a, a wonderful spectacle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wrestling. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, wrestling. We'll watch that. Oh, well. Be... Oh, well. You know, hardcore fans watch fights and we talk about them afterwards. But, man, we're looking forward to it. Oh, what's the time? i got to go. No, i got an hour. You got an hour. Are you going to go pick up Elena? But, otherwise, we're That's done. Right. That's episode 20, Peace folks. Thanks for tuning in. For Trent McGregor, I'm Ruben Don Gallon Jr. Peace out. We're out.